Welcome to Quantum, the podcast every STEM student should listen to. We cover everything from the recent news in the world of science, interviewing people with STEM majors and what they have gone on to do with their careers, all the way to talking about careers, finance and business. In last episode, we talked about pitching from the side of how to actually prepare, just kind of generally how to prepare a presentation, what are you looking at there, how to think about your pitch. But here we're going to talk more specifically about the post-corona world, right? What are the changes around pitching through Zoom or Teams? Well, I, I presume Zoom, so you're probably going to notice me using the word, you know, referring to everything just to Zoom, so just kind of note there. But what are the changes around pitching in Zoom? We're going to talk about what actually carries over from the real world. Then we're going to talk about the kind of the changes to you showing the presentation, if there are any changes to actual presentation structure. And we're going to finish it off with changes to the delivery. How do you talk? How do you kind of present it? Because when there's a big audience in front of you, it's very different than just doing it on Zoom where it's much more personal. So with that, I would like to welcome you again and let's get into it. So our first topic is going to be what actually carries over from the real world, right? In the last episode, we talked a bit about gesturing and how that conveys a lot of, you know, a lot of information to people catches their focus well the thing here is with zoom people like the peripheral vision doesn't really exist there like sure if they have zoom open on a second monitor and they just see you moving your hands or whatever they might notice that but if you're giving a presentation there's usually slides on the side or something which means it's not gonna you know really work the same way so here you need to use gestures not as the attention grabber if you know, if that's how you've been thinking about it. But here it's really to drive home certain points. So one thing I would kind of recommend you do right off the bat, if you're just trying to set up for an excellent pitch, is, you know, whatever camera, if you're using a dedicated camera, your phone has a camera, or, you know, just whatever built-in camera your computer has, set it up, put it there, you know, wherever you expect to have it. Open it up so you can watch it, I don't know, some photo booth, whatever the applications are called, or camera app, whatever right? And look at how you look. Now start to kind of talk and intentionally try to gesture with that talking and see whether those gestures kind of go out of frame. Because if they go out of frame, that's going to kind of, it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't feel right when you're watching it. Now there are ways you can kind of use it where it's like, oh, it's going far away from all of us. Like just like I'm talking about right, right now, if you, there was a video here, you could see me gesture out of the frame of whatever my camera would see. And that, that's the kind of ways you can use it. So it's like just, it's just leaving from where uh, from somewhere and it's just going completely off into the distance. But generally, for majority of presentations, you really want to keep those gestures within frame because that's going to just, you know, it's not going to look weird or anything. It's going to look as close to the normal pitching experience people have when they're watching it. But also when it comes to gestures, you want to tone it down a bit. You know, don't don't just don't do big gestures with both your hands that kind of cover everything, because while that really works well with the depth and everyone like kind of their perception, if it's just on a video, and you kind of you know you cover up your face or something with your gestures or you move too much, that's going to be very distracting because you have to keep in mind you're no longer standing like two meters in front of the presentation screen. The presentation screen now it's the front and center of what people are seeing. You're just a small image on the side. So really kind of tone down your gesture, still still use it, because if you just sit there kind of, you know, not doing anything, 
it won't convey as well. People, you know, it's much more fine to do it with Zoom because people don't notice it as much because they're just watching that presentation. But nevertheless, if they look over at you, you want to do, you want to gesture and all that just a little bit, but just tone it down. Now, another thing to kind of watch with it is that it actually makes sense to stand. I personally am very used to pitching standing up. It's, you know, it just makes me more comfortable. So what I did when we were doing, uh, you know, taking part of that startup competition I purposely tried for a day, would it actually make sense for me to just stand up, set my camera up a little differently, and try pitching, you know, standing up. Now, after, you know, consideration and kind of testing it, what I realized is, while it does really work well for me, and I feel a lot better, it actually kind of distances the audience from you. Because we've been doing Zoom for long enough that people are used to just seeing you quite close, see you pitching that way so if you're suddenly very far away from until you know uh, in a, from a distance and you can see your whole body it doesn't work as well now that would work fine if it was a pre-recorded pitch and you're just sending off a video there it would be great if you could walk around really make it look kind of like a ted talk or something but if it's a zoom session that really wouldn't work so i ended up for our, you know the finals the final major pitch that we had uh, which was with the judges and everything just sitting down because it just doesn't work as well if you try to stand up because it just feels kind of foreign now one thing if you know if you're going to be messing around with the camera or you know with your laptop often a lot of people put their laptop down and the camera is staring up at them so they're basically like looking into your nostrils that's really not good like if at all possible you want to keep the camera eye level if you have a laptop get a laptop stand set it up move your chair down maybe if you have a dedicated camera, you know, just level the tripod with your actual eye level because that way it's, it feels most like an equal conversation. It just feels more natural. And because a lot of people don't do it, it will just feel like watching you will feel just a little bit more right, which can be, you know, a tiny difference. But if, with these little things, it can really start to add up. And it might be the thing that gets you that VC funding you've been looking for. So it's, it's really something... You know, it's these little things like don't gesture way out of frame and that they seem small on their own, but they start to really add up. Now, this is kind of a technical tip, my you know fourth tip for the first section, which is make sure the settings in Zoom or Teams or whatever platform you're using are set to the highest quality your internet can handle. Now, the reason why is because all of us have probably done a million Zoom meetings with that really pixelated, poor-looking quality, uh, camera quality, or someone, you know, someone bought like a dedicated, you know, little webcam and they still don't look great. So if you're going to go with like using a nicer camera or your laptop has a decent built-in webcam, if you pump up that quality uh, as far as, you know, zoom, it's going to look so much better. And especially because you're going to be in that small little window on the side, if you can just make it look a little better, then it will look absolutely amazing when it's uh, tiny on the edge of the screen. But also... You know, after your pitch, if they're asking questions and that, you're probably not going to have your presentation open. So people are going to see you as a much bigger image and you still want to look really good there. So just if you can, ha if your internet and computer can handle it, just max out those settings as high as you can because it will make a distinguishable difference in how good you look compared to everyone else. Now, the second set of things, uh, you know, I mentioned is actually the showing of your presentation. How are you going to show it? What's the, you know, what's your kind of delivery method? Because firstly, 
the presentation content and the styling of it needs to be adjusted a little bit. People are no longer looking at this big screen from the background, looking at it, reading a little bit of text and looking down back at you. You can kind of be more comfortable and give it a little bit more text. A lot of people through Zoom kind of fade out and stop paying attention to what's being said, but they start reading the presentation. So going a little bit more, you know, text rich is particularly useful. So when I talked about, you know, last time where some people just choose to have like three, four words on the screen and that really works for them. That really doesn't work well on Zoom. I've, I've myself attested it, you know, because I was teaching a class and like basically how to approach a CV and how to do a one pager and the finance side of it, stuff like that. And I really noticed that if you do just have like four or five words on a slide and then the image that kind of conveys it, it works nowhere near as well as actually having a decent amount, you know, a, a normal amount of text on your, uh, you know, presentation. Because while it does look kind of, you know, a little bit better if it's super clean, you don't have that stage to command. You can't move around and really get people's attention on you. They will be looking at the presentation. So that's that's where it's particularly, you know, it's, it particularly doesn't work if you want to use the sh very small amount of words over Zoom. So design your presentation as if you were just, you know, again, like I talked about last time, as if you could hand that presentation on its own to someone and they can understand what it's about without going way too far in the amount of, you know, content that just don't have like paragraphs and paragraphs within those slides. Now, how can you actually show the presentation? Because that's, that's the kind of main title for the section two that we're talking about here. Well, you know, traditionally, you're just going to screen share, use Zoom, whatever. That's going to be very simple. And that works, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's completely fine. But something I've seen recently that kind of seems really cool to me is uh, I think it's you could do it with OBS or there's a Mac thing, Epoch Cam or something, where you can basically just screen capture that presentation, put it up on you know on on the screen, you next to it, and have it as kind of a virtual camera. So then everyone just pins you, you know, everyone pins your camera into their screen, and then you're nice and big, and you've got the presentation right next to you. This gives you kind of really cool things you can start working with, make it look cooler. That's one of the things you can that can really make you look like stand out and looks much cleaner. But the issue here is, you know, because, so, uh, yeah, it's a virtual camera and some people are just used to, oh, the screen share is going to go off. So if someone's asking questions right in the middle of it, that you might get switched off from the main camera and they might suddenly be there. So people can't see your presentation while someone else is asking a question. So if, you know, if you're hosting that talk or whatever, I'm pretty sure you could kind of force pain yourself and then you're the only one people can see. In that case, it would be fine. But it's something to kind of keep in mind how actually the technical side of it will work because if someone's asking a question and your entire presentation just disappears for people, that's really not good. So it's, you know, it's, it's a way to bring in a, a lot of extra flair and make you look cooler, but it doesn't always have to work that well. Now... The most important, I think, topic is the delivery changes, right? Because normally if you're talking to a big group, talking to a big stage, it's a very kind of, you're, you're trying to keep kind of focus on different bits, focus on different areas. There's, you, you're kind of trying to command the room, as they say. And here with Zoom, you know, like if you're talking to someone on Zoom, it feels like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, Particularly for presentation, it feels like, oh, they're just pitching to me. They're not pitching to these 200 other people in this room, or 20, or 2, or whatever, right? They're just pitching to you as an individual. 
So you really have to kind of focus it on like you're just talking to one person. So, so like phrases like, oh, all of you guys should be familiar where you kind of sweep your hand around the room. That really doesn't work with Zoom because it feels very original. So it's you should be familiar with this. Really kind of change your wording and all that, you know, the delivery. To, so it feels more personal, like you're delivering just to them. Because on their screen, you're there, your presentation's there, and it feels like they're, you're just talking to them. It's very direct. And that's, you know, it's, it's, so it's very important to make that shift. And I know I'm repeating this, you know, like I've said it three times how important it is, but it's really, really, really important. So please, and there's one change you make for Zoom, it's just make the delivery as if you're delivering to one person. Now, Another change is that, you know, you no longer have that stage or that space where you can move around. So, you know, you don't have to shift your view from a side of the room to another side of the room so everyone feels like they're getting attention. What you need to do now is watch the camera and kind of treat it as someone else's eyes, right? Because when you're having a one-on-one conversation, you want to look at them, then you want to look away for a bit, look back and kind of show them that you're focused, but you also don't want to just stare at them because that kind of starts to feel weird. So manage that perception, manage the kind of eyesight there, but really, you know, think of the camera or, you know, whatever, you know, lens or whatever, right, as the eyes of that other person you're talking to. It makes so much difference. There are so many people that look right below on the screen where they have their presentation, and you can see them reading because from that close with the camera, you can clearly see what someone's eyes are doing. If you see them reading or doing stuff like that, it really takes you out of the experience and no longer seems like they're paying attention to you. So it's very important. You can go off book. You can just go from the top, just talk about it, look at the camera, really deliver for them. Because any kind of looking away, looking somewhere else for an extended period of time will be very, very noticeable. Particularly, you know, because the cameras are so close. Now, in last episode, I talked about, you know, practice by giving the pitch to a friend or a colleague or someone, like a one-on-one. This is super helpful, and I mean super helpful for Zoom pitches, because here you are delivering to one, the one person. So if you can really master those two p- pitches to your colleagues, your friends, and all those just one-on-one, that will make the entire delivery feel amazing. Because you're no longer, you don't longer have any kind of stress around that. You're just delivering to one person. If you can, if your pitch is really well tailored to delivering to one person, it's going to feel so, so good, right? It's amazing. Now, one thing kind of before I end, you know, sum it up and end it off is when you're doing these pitches, you know, a lot of people get nervous with large rooms, large, large amounts of people. You can just, you know, set, set it to one camera. So just you could, you know, in Zoom or whatever, you could just set it to only show you one camera, then it feels like you're talking to just one person. You can just hide them so it looks like you're just, feels like it's just practicing. Or, you know, like personally, I have the opposite issue. Like I, I really, really feed off the energy of the room when I'm doing a pitch. It's, it well gets me excited. So if, you know, if it automatically switches to just one camera, remember, you can just expand it and you can have, you know, your second monitor or your anywhere, wherever, like a part of the screen just be an entire array of a large group of people. So it really feels like a pitch. So whatever, you know, whatever preference you have for pitching, you can adjust the view of other people to make it feel better. So just to kind of, you know, sum it up, go over everything again. 
So now we talk about you know the specifics of pitching in Zoom. We talk about what carries over from the real world. You know, the way you gesture, you should kind of tone that out. Keeping your camera eye level, making sure your settings on Zoom look as good as possible. Then we talk about how to show your presentation, to whether to use like a virtual camera with OBS, how to you know manage all that, uh, how to kind of adjust the styling of your presentation because the three, four word per slide presentations really don't work over Zoom. And lastly, we talk about delivery changes where you really should be focusing like you're talking to one individual, just talking to them. You no longer have to kind of shift your view around the room. Keep your focus on that camera. Look away a little bit. Just keep it like a very natural one-on-one conversation. And that practice of pitching to a friend or colleague is so much more important if you're pitching like this through Zoom or whatever, right? So thank you very much for listening. In the next episode, we're going to go over what to actually include in your pitch. So stuff like, you know, showcase your solution, what order to have that stuff in, things like that. So I hope you enjoy this episode and see you next time. If, you, if you're watching, sorry, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating. I hope you have a lovely day. Bye.